welcome to the Ink Contention Podcast. I am your host, Matt Cranstuber, with Ruben Bressler. What's up, everyone? And Joey Pasco. Hey, guys. How's it going? Very, very good. Very, very, uh, very good here, too. We are, we're recording this podcast in, like, right after the standard top eight ended and before I have to go back to work after the <laughs> legacy. So I s- swept away to the hotel to be able to record this for you guys. Well, we're glad that that, that they'll uh, let yeah, I'm glad this worked out. Yeah. And we have another person that's out of the cage, but we're not going to we're not going to talk about the secret guest <laughs> out of the cage. We're going to leave out we're going to leave you waiting and and wondering who it is cuz who no matter who you think it is, it's not who it is. But yeah, before sure. we get into anything, in contention is the official podcast of the starcitygames.com open series, and this weekend the open series comes to Dallas, Texas with $10,000 prize pools in both the standard and legacy opens. If you can't be there, be sure to tune in to SCGlive.com and catch Cedric Phillips and Joey Pasco, good team there, with Glenn Jones on the sideboard bringing you all the action. The Twitter hashtag for this weekend is SCGDFW, so you can use that to join in on the discussion. If you can't make it out, be sure to check out an invitational qualifier tournament near you. Go to the StarCityGames.com open series page for a complete listing at StarCityGames.com slash SCGOP. And that's so, D- Dallas Fort Worth is why it's the uh, DFW. Yeah, that that always was weird to me. Like when when we go to uh, Seattle, it's like SCG Port, and I. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm well, like yeah. the worst with geography, so I know like you know three major cities in the state, and that's pretty. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So uh, why don't we get right into hashtag so that we can get our secret follower? We can take the. Uh, the uh, the mute button off of the, off of him, nice. and uh, our our topics this week we have guess who? So we're gonna get in pretty pretty heavily with uh, an interview with our special guest. Then we're gonna review all of the various contests that we have from episode one hundred part one and talk about some of the suggestions that you guys sent in, which they were amazing. Like all the all the the reviews and, and suggestions were just awesome. I I, I had an awesome week. Every time I log in, I I read a new one. Anyway, and then uh, finally we'll just yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. But but it's kind of all hinges on our special guest, which uh, we may as well reveal to you, which is yeah. the let the snot know. out of the bag. I mean, did I? Oh. Say, what, what? <laughs> all right, fine. It's Sam Stoddard. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is such a shock. I can't believe that. Uh, yeah, no one. I don't know, Nobody would have ever figured that one out. Did you listen last week, Sam? I did. And who did you oh, think it was going to be? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was wondering. It's like, it's not who you think it is, and I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> you, can't, you can't start a show without starting it right. So let's pretend that none of this ever happened. Now let's pretend it's six, and I'm gonna, six months ago. Okay. Do you so, want to hum El Pico? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I am your host, Matt Cranston, with Sam Stoddard. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you would never... See, his problem is you never would have started the show. I'd been like... Okay, oh, yeah, fine. Right. You do it. You do it then. I would start with... Hello, and welcome to the In Contention Podcast. Sam Stoddard, your host, with Matt Cranstuber. How's it going? Ruben Bressler. Hi, what's up? And Joey Pasco. Hello. Yeah. See, that's how I would have done Now we're ready. Now we're ready. Whatever, you know, whatever you're into, what, you know, it's fine. <laughs> so, Sam, how the heck are you, man? It's been... Uh, uh, what, you left... <laughs> About six months ago, almost, I feel like. Almost six months ago, yeah. I was, uh, I left in, uh, what, the middle of May, and it is currently November. beginning of November. So, yeah, it's all, un, almost six months, about five and a half months. Wow. So, so how, how are things going? How, how is the fall out in Seattle? Uh, the fall's not as nice as the summer, I'll tell you that much. Mm. Why is that? <laughs> it was funny, because I, I, well, I got here... Um, at the very beginning of summer, and if you've ever, you know, all the thing, all the rumors and stuff you've heard about Seattle are just not true during summer. There's like three months where it's just nothing but clear skies and sunshine and nice. Uh, you know, I, I got here and it was like seventy was the daytime high, like six fifty five sixty was the nighttime low, and everyone in my Facebook feed is just like, oh my god, we're burning up. You look at the map of the country <laughs> and it's like. Everything is just red except for, like, the Pacific Northwest, which is just like, oh, yeah, you know, 
seasonably cool temperatures, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm so lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was awesome to come here uh, right then, and you know, and now it's we've gotten into the to the Seattle Fall, which is it's further north than uh, than Ohio, so the days are even shorter, and it does rain about you know. 24 hours a day. But other than that, it's awesome. I grew up in Columbus, and that was uh, it was the exact same thing. It's like yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, the entire... You moved away from sunny Southern California to go work. Exactly. And the, the, the big upside is that it, it snows like a couple days out of the year, but most of the winter it's like, you know, low 40s. Nice. Which is just much nicer than 10. <laughs> so, damn, we have a whole list of... Uh, interview questions that we want to ask you um but we think we'd like to bench those first and get into some of the contests we did because if you listen last week the contests are really you know of course feedback from listeners that have listened to the show for the last hundred episodes but also a couple suggestions for ways that we can help improve the show if uh, if it's okay joey do you want to um Start digging into our our contest winners here. Sure. Oh, do you want to run through all of them? Or we're going to sprinkle them throughout. Uh, I think we should just go ahead and go through all of them, and then. Okay. So, of course, one of the best ways to get in touch with us because we're all on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, individually and as you know, as a show, we have the in contention Twitter account. Uh, we decided we we would give away six months of Star City Games Premium to one of our Twitter followers, uh, at random. And the winner of that uh, particular contest is Alec May, at Vengevine, or uh, yeah, V3NG3VIN3, which, uh, you know... It, it must have had a lot of... The, the Vengevine actual account must have been taken already. Yeah. Go Do you know what I just noticed with the In Contention account? What's that? What? It's still following Sam, so I, I think I probably should remedy that. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of there. So congratulations to uh, Alec May, and you can uh, you know, tweet at us, and uh, or we'll, we'll be in touch with you on how yep. to claim your prize. I'm sure Ruben will be more active in handling that particular prize. Yep, tweet at us, or you can uh, message us on Facebook um, with your, your Star City Games account. We'll attach six months of premium to you. Awesome. The next winner we got is, uh, is an iTunes reviewer. Um, and we have chosen a winner for the iTunes review. Um, and Cranny, can you tell me who the iTunes review winner was and why we decided to choose them? Yes, the winner of the iTunes reviewer contest is N. Bingham. And this one is particularly awesome because we far exceeded our goal of getting greater than 20 reviews on the show by getting over 50. Wow. Yeah, that. I mean, that's just... Amazing. Um, we are completely, like I said, we were completely blown away by uh, all the feedback that we got, good and bad, um, on uh, on the show and all of the uh, suggestions and comments. It's just amazing, and and seeing people, you know, actually log into iTunes and and put a rating down and, and put stuff down is, means a lot. And uh, of course, we will. Um, we said that we would hook you guys up if we happen to go over that threshold. And being that we far exceeded it, we're really going to hook this person up. Um, and Bingham, we will be sending you the uh, aforementioned um, six months of StarCityGames.com premium. And then Joey and I will both be sending you a special throw-in gift uh, as a thank you. I will be sending the fetch lane that I sent to be uh, sending, and Joey's going to be sending a Chinese vanillion click. Cool. So that uh, hopefully you enjoy those. Those are modern cards, so... Play some modern. Go go build a go build a blue deck. Absolutely. <laughs> Finally, someone build a blue deck. Hey, you can play Misty <laughs> Rainforest and Vendillion Click. See tons of play in Legacy. So you know, there you go. Maybe you want to go it. play Legacy. So our next category is Halloween photo, and uh, I'll admit we got far fewer suggestions in this category. It's possible it's because we asked for two costumes and one picture. But we did get some good submissions, and uh, we'll be posting them on the Facebook page. But the winner of the Halloween costume contest is John Bowers. And uh, John Bowers, we appreciate your uh, you sending that in. You are going to be receiving three intro packs. Actually, you know what? I'm going to send them five. 
five intro packs. Well, it looks like he had he had some uh, some little ones in the photos, so that might be a good opportunity for him to, uh, you know, to, yeah, to, to hook them while they're young. Yeah, he said yeah. he said his son uh, plays F and M with him and got third at uh, last week's F and M. So cool, pretty fantastic. Awesome. And of course, with everybody, we'll be we'll be hooking you up with some tokens um, so that you can uh, you can have an, a cranny token for any time you cackling counterpart your trinket mages, right? So. <laughs> So the next uh, contest that we got, we got two more contests to go, right? Yep. And we've got uh, we want we wanted to uh, pick our what you guys thought of the your favorite show moment. We wanted to get suggestions for favorite show moment. We had some great uh, ideas. Uh, one of my, I think we had some 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 of the good runners up included when we uh, when Stodd about this time last year was talking about National Novel Writing Month. And then Cranny and I immediately started uh, making fun of him for it in the Family Guy voice. Uh, <laughs> that was quite a good one. So, yeah, Stodd was talking about his novel, and we were like, you got a beginning, middle, and end there? We just went on for like <laughs> 10 minutes doing that. That was pretty fantastic. And, of course, Kit Kats and all that good stuff. But the winner, we decided, was going to be the fake AVR preview card that we got Cranny <laughs> with. This was a brainchild of Stodd. Um, that I just I was just along for the ride, keeping a straight face. And the winner for the fake AVR preview card is Alec Collins. Uh, Alec is going to be receiving the John Avon artist proofs that I have, uh, as well as the Neato messenger bag from Joey. So uh, send us your address on either the Facebook or direct message from Twitter, and uh, yeah, get get a get get us get at us, and we'll send you that good stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a stop to um, to continuing the contest here for a second because I think this particular topic is one that I, I want to get some uh, some feedback from you guys on. Um, Sam, since you're since you're here, what are uh, some of your favorite moments from recording in contention, either on air, off air, man. as a part of doing the show? <laughs> um, what, do you, what, what do you got, man? Well, is certainly the- nothing. Is it the ten or so episodes that we should have recorded that we didn't? So, end no, up that that is high up there. The, 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 all the episodes that we went to record got like halfway through, and Matt was just <laughs> like, ah, "I don't know. I just I I'm feeling weird, guys. I, I don't know. I got." Danny would just like just go through his little like, no, no, no. Drink a little ginger ale. I'll be like, nah, I'm good. No, no, no. I stopped us. I stopped us from putting out crappy episodes. You did. Uh, If you you had such a problem with it, you know what you would have done? You said, no, this is good. I'm putting it online. We have, you stopped us from putting out some bad episodes, but you also just flaked out of some episodes that were okay. (laughs) It's a combination of those. I just wasn't feeling it. So. I know you were feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that says it does not matter. It's in the past. Well, I, I miss having Sam around. I mean, we we totally changed the way that we did the show. Sam, uh, Sam's actually feeling it right now because we're we have a four way Skype going. We can't see each other, um, and uh, you know we used to sit in a room like all together. And we would like be able to see each other. We'd have a whiteboard up and we'd, you know, write our hashtags up on the board. And this has totally changed the dynamic of the show for me. Um, and like not having you to like, you know, flip off off camera or off, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like that, that to me is, is something that I really miss. You know, the faces, the, the winces, the like, you know, like making the motion, you can't say that. Or you know, edit it out. Right. Um, <laughs> some of that is like when, when we first started to, to record with Joey. We talked about we wanted to get video three way because I think uh, without that interaction, you kind of lose something. But I think we really found a way to, to make it work. The other problem, of course, being is now I'm the best magic player on the podcast, and that's just not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you think, buddy. Winston, Winston, for your life. Winston for your life. Let's go. Sure. Six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. We got, we got one more. We do. We have one more contest. It is, uh, 
is the kind of the, the big contest where we were taking suggestions for uh, for new segments for the show, and maybe not necessarily a regular, you know, every week kind of occurrence, but a segment that we can do uh, every every so often. And um, you know, we we got several. Actually, we got a ton of suggestions. Yeah, we got a lot of suggestions for that one for uh, for the show topic, and uh, the the winner of this suggestion. Now, now, we actually liked a lot of these, and I think we even cranny. I think you have a list of some honorable mentions as well. Uh, but the winner that we came up with with uh, with the suggestion of kind of and, and several people actually suggested this, and so the way we determined it was a random person that suggested this particular uh, segment, was uh, kind of a uh, cards to look out for, like a cards to watch segment that kind of ties into finance. Uh, We sort of do this occasionally already with, like last week we talked about Kessig Wolf Run, and uh, we've talked, you know, in the past about Tall Rand, and, you know, dump your Tall Rands because Phyrexian mana spells are going, and, you know, Kessig Wolf Run is kind of floating off the radar recently, and, uh, you know, this particular week, we might say, Slayer Stronghold is the card that's going to probably pick up, you know, in... uh, in slight popularity, some, sure. Yeah, because we did have a winner of the of SCG St. Louis uh, Standard Open that played a copy of Slayer Stronghold and apparently was very impressed with it. So that's that's your tip for this week. So the winner, though, of that uh, that particular prize, Nathan Wells. So Nathan Wells, uh, you've won our show segment contest, and the, the prize for that, Cranny's Grab Bag. I don't even know what's in that. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a sl- it's a slew of foils and foreign cards and stuff that when you open it up in the mail, you're gonna be you're gonna be pleased. I think you'll you'll be very happy to to uh, to open that. But I actually want to talk about the two honorable mentions because these are really good topics. I think for future shows that we will 100% be covering. Um, the first one goes to Nicholas Beto, and his show topic was. He wants us to discuss what we would consider some of the future milestones for the growth of magic culture. And he's, it goes on to say that is what event or new advent would push, push magic culture to a new level. And we, uh, we of course, are huge proponents of uh, magic as a media, uh, magic um, content, uh, the media like sort of shifting away from red content to podcasts and video casts and, uh, live coverage and those kinds of things, um, and uh, we we feel very strongly about this, and we definitely want to talk about it. Um, and then, sort of along that same uh, along the same vein of, of that, uh, the next person who's going to get an honorable mention um, package from me, which uh, again you have to get in contest uh, contact with us so I can send you this, is John Dwell. Um, and he says, I'm an old-school Magic player, recently returned to the game, and I'm interested in getting into tourneys. I'd like an episode that helps on, an old-school player understand the current state of tournament play, hmm. which uh, it may be like an official, you know, uh, like weekly episode that we put out. It may be like a supplemental thing that we do that we give to Star City, but we definitely want to try to tackle this area because, you know, like anybody else, you, you know, there are times in your life that, you might not be able to play that you that you quit the game or you, know, you say you're you're not going to play for a while and then all of a sudden a set like Return of Ravnica comes out, uh, you know which we haven't seen for for almost ten years and and you say hey you know what I really like the original Ravnica I'm going to want to play this new set and uh, you know this kind of episode would be a good way to to help spin up a player that hasn't played in a while or even new players that um, that really don't have exposure to older sets so we will 100% be doing an episode like this so John thank you for your feedback. Um, be sure to get in touch with uh, the, the Inkstension Facebook account or uh, Twitter account so that we can send you a fun prize for uh, your suggestion. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So congratulations to all the winners. And either we'll contact you or you contact us, one or the other, uh, you know, through various means, as, as Cranny suggested. Uh, don't call me. We'll call you. Okay. Is that, is that really? how you want to do it? No, 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 it? no, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, have your people get in touch with our people, and we'll we'll work it out. Uh, go to the Facebook page and write us or send us a direct message on Twitter with how to be able to uh, contact you. Of course, all the winners, even the winners who are receiving Star City Games Premium and wouldn't normally re- be receiving a package in the mail, all of you winners, you're going to be receiving tokens. 
Uh, and if you haven't seen the tokens yet, they're fantastic. Uh, they are on the Facebook page, so go there and take a look. Uh, the scans that I put in were actually some of the, a couple of them were the early versions that still had little tiny Stod cameos. <laughs> oh yeah. So you can take a look at the, the, uh, the tiny Stod cameos, uh, on, on the Facebook page. Um, the finished products do not have Sam Stoddard. We decided to erase them from our memory. Yeah. Yeah. So I have Sam. a, a piece no. about that. Yeah. Sorry. Well, whatever. Well, no, the, the way that they are now is that they still exist. Um, like the, the, like little gap where your face was is still there. Yeah. So now it now it has an alter potential. <laughs> there you go. And it actually so, kind of it's it's kind of like, you know, just the missing place where Sam used to be. It's actually more of a memorial, I think. I like oh, it. That's very touching. <laughs> Unfortunately Sam Sam didn't enter any of the contests, so he's not gonna get any tokens. No. Man. No, definitely not. He's gonna have to show up to a Star City Open and, and uh That's right. See if he can get some. Well, hey, Ruben, you're going to be up here in... Uh, in two weeks. Yeah. In two weeks? Oh, I think it's two weeks for Seattle. Ooh. going to be awesome. Man. You know where where you are, you, where you guys are? Do you have a no? I, I don't know. I imagine it's where they were last time. Okay. So really quick, uh, speaking of the tokens, and without saying, you know, giving it away, has anybody that... Have you guys come into contact with anybody that's noticed the... The kind of secret little uh, hidden, hidden the theme, second, I guess. The, the, the other hidden theme? The no, other hidden theme. Noticed Ooh, the other yeah, theme. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one's noticed that. So I haven't you pointed can, it if out. If you've anybody. unlocked the other hidden theme that's in our tokens. Okay, so there's the, the one theme is that we're all blue creatures, right? And right. we're all iconic blue creatures from the game, and we're all members of the podcast. Sure. That's one thing. But there's also another hidden theme throughout the uh, the tokens, that you should be on the lookout for. Yeah, it's visual. It's it's visual. You need to be, have a very very close eye. You need to probably be need to need to know what you're looking for. It's like looking at a Ron Spencer piece yeah. and trying to find the name that he hides. <laughs> yeah. Good, shout out to Inkwell Looter for doing such an insane job on oh, these tokens. Sure. By the way, um, we're very happy with them, and uh, yeah, I I I'm very impressed. Yeah, he is excellent. Like all his work, I you know at over the last couple of years, just you should check out his blog, and we uh, we can link that I'm sure in the show notes. But it's inkwellluter.blogspot.com. Like he he does so many cool things, emblems and tokens, and uh, you know just for fun tokens that you can print out. He you know links them on there, and nice. you know, he, he uh, he's just one of those great artists. I believe he did a shirt for a podcast that we're recording right now at some point. Uh, <laughs> was was it not Inkwell Looter that did the? Oh yeah, yeah, he did the original shirts. Batter Skulls. Yeah, yeah, deep fried Batter Skulls. Yeah, yeah. so uh, very. Those are not collectors' items. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right, so uh, again, thanks to everybody who who wrote in uh, their their suggestions and whatever. You know, we we are so blown away by the the. Uh, the positive um, vibe and feedback and all the suggestions. So thanks again. Um, we are going to transition over to the main topic here, which is going to be our interview with Sam. Um, again, yeah. Sam, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, man, like, what is it like being <laughs> on the other side of the fence? Like, what well, you are, you went yeah. from being, you know, you're pretty deeply involved in the game. At some level, I mean, you you're you're on Twitter. You wrote a lot of articles. You you know a few people at uh, Watsi before you even got there. But how much different is it than your expectations going in? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I talked to enough people at at Wizards that I sort of had a general idea, but it was certainly not exactly what I expected. I guess you just don't know what to expect. It's like, well, I know you, this is place, and they, they make, like, magic, and they do stuff, but you don't really get, like, you know, what the FFL is, or, you know, what you do all day. Sure. So, okay. You know. So, all right, let me ask you this. So, you, you've worked desk jobs in your life before. Um, you know, you and I both knew each other in a previous life, working in the same <laughs> office together, so I know you, I've seen you work before. Um, how much different is it working at a company like Wizards of the Coast, you know, making magic cards and, and interacting with the various departments at Watsi, uh, than it is working in a normal office? 
In many ways, it's very similar. I mean, we have lots of meetings, uh, you know, like just, so, you know, you get in and you're like, you know, I have a meeting over here and I got to go over here and do this. The difference is that instead of meeting about like, I don't even know what. TPS you're, you're, reports. Right. Meeting about TPS. TPF drafts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well done. Basically, yeah. And then some of your meetings are like, all right, well, here's uh, this upcoming set, build a sealed deck. You know, we'll play it sealed for two hours. And, like, that's your meeting. Uh, wow. Some meetings, it's, you know, going over the set and talking about what's in there. And maybe there have been cards that we've been, you know, concerned about in the FFL and talking about, you know, what to do to fix them. So in that regard, I mean, it's it's different, but it's a, in a lot of ways, like, the structure is similar and the content is different, I guess. I see. Mm-hmm. Sure. So before we get too deep, and maybe we should have already done this, but I think we have a lot of new listeners that may have just jumped on since we've been on Star City, and they sure. might not even know who Sam Stoddard is, which is just Possibly. unthinkable. But, uh, you know, I wanted to, to kind of make sure that everybody's on the same page. Sam, uh, tell us what you did before in the magic community as, as cranny kind of touched on it uh, before you went into wizards and then what you're actually doing now, like your, your quote unquote title, although I know it's kind of an internship thing and then explain to people what in the world FFL means. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I played magic for a long time. I started off um, in revised and like the, the dark end of revised meaning the set, not like, you know, right. There was no light or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> you played Revised in the Dark, is it? Yes. Right, right, right. You spent all his um, money on cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, for the last few years, I was doing, uh, I wrote some articles for Star City, you know, played in a couple pro tours, uh, was active on Twitter, did some uh, hosting of SCG Opens, and, uh, of course, started the In Contention podcast with... Uh, Actually, it was two people who came to me, Nick Dees, Nick Dyes, and uh, Colin Casta, who were some local players, were like, we want to start a podcast and want to know if you want to be on it. So I said, sure. And so we did like maybe like three or four episodes, and then they st- they got busy with stuff, and they kind of dropped out, but then I just kept doing it. And, mm-hmm. and then we did. I did that for like, well, every – it was a little less regular than you guys do it now, uh, sure. I'll be honest. Like we were doing like, well, you know, like one episode every other week-ish. In in like the uh, the cast wasn't the same every week. Like oh yeah. I remember. I think I was on maybe a couple sprinkled out through the first few episodes, but then like I don't think I did it for six months, and it just kind of like there would be different people on every episode. It was a totally yeah. different. Form. Yeah, early on it was really uh, you know it, there weren't as many podcasts, and we had a very much less sophisticated way of doing it. By that I mean we were doing it in a bubble tea shop as opposed to in Kearney's basement. Right. And so some of the early episodes are just un- unlistenable because of the background noise and other just, you know, it's like, okay, we have seven people around a coffee table talking. Like, yeah, it, that's productive. And when, <laughs> but, when was this? Uh, was this like, is around Zendikar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So late 2009, like autumn yeah. 2009. Yeah, I think that was around the right time. Yeah, that was right when, right when we started it. Uh, fast forward a few years. You're at Wizards. What did you do? How did you get to, you know, how did you get your foot in the door at Wizards? How did you, or maybe not your foot in the door, how did you just end up entirely <laughs> at Wizards? <laughs> well, um, they have a, a internship thing that they do for um, a lot of positions there, and I managed to get my name on the list of people that would be good to interview for um, the development internship, which is just uh, it, it's sort of a, a rotating thing that happens um, where the, they have development teams and they tend to hire people, tend to hire people like who are just known in the magic community and you end up, you know, going through a whole interview process and a, they've written about it before on the, on daily MTG. Um, if you look up vapor ops, Randy Bueller talks about so the, the test that they give people um, that is kind of like an aptitude test in some ways. Wow. For what you do in development. And so I, I did all that and eventually um, managed to get actually uh, hired to do, uh, uh, you know, as, as an intern. Uh, and hopefully that will, you know, turn into a full time job, but got hired to do, uh, to work on magic development. Cool. And I actually wrote about it also on Daily MTG a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, I have a, an article that you can just look my name up on 
Dylan MTG, and it was uh, intern Esting Developments. Yeah, I saw that. Very cool. newsening like title. Yes. <laughs> so okay, so go ahead and I guess tell us what you uh, what what that means, you know, to be a development intern. I know you kind of wrote about it, but maybe touch on it. Uh, you know, you sort of do FFL, which is Future Future League. That's the when you're playing standard with uh, sets that are yet to be released that are still being worked on. So it's, you know, quite a, a ways in the future. Um, and then, you know, doing a lot of uh, drafts and seal decks with different sets that are coming out in the future. Okay. So you've, you've sort of been looking to try and get into Wizards for a while. And then you fi- you're finally in the chocolate factory, right? You're finally working right. in the chocolate factory. And day one, they come up to you and they're like, hey, Sam, you work here now. Uh, don't tell anyone, but this, 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 and this, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, and I, I assume among those things were like we're doing Modern Masters and Ravnica's the next set or well, we already, something. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember where when you went in, but like you, you had heard a lot about stuff that was in Ravnica that no one was really privy to yet, and then Modern Masters was announced, um, and you know lots of lots of other announcements that obviously aren't public yet. What is it like to not be able to tell anyone this? Like you're you're sort of a secret agent now. Oh yeah, I mean it, it it is it is pretty crazy to know what the next you know to certainly know what's coming out over the next year and then have a, a pretty good sense of what's happening the year after that and even like a general idea of what's happening three years from now. You know, just just knowing all of what's going on. With magic and being able to, you know, influence that and have a hand in, uh, in, in things that, you know, there's stuff that I've worked on. Like nothing that I've worked on, I'll, yeah, nothing I've worked on yet has actually seen the light of day. When I, when I came in, it was like, okay, so here are, here's the next years with the magic sets. And it was like, uh, <laughs> I gotta see, you know, like, uh, like M13 was coming out right after I started. So that wasn't like, quite as weird because um, I was also much less familiar with the set by the time the preview started. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, okay. you know, there, there are cards that I would see and i go, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I missed that line of text or something. Um, or like, you know, just getting to know them better. But uh, certainly Return to Ravnica and Forward, you know, those are, it's like really cool to see people react to stuff and I'm just like, oh, man, but they haven't seen this yet and they haven't seen mm-hmm. that. And so, you know, and just people go, oh, man, they're going to be so excited, like, when, you know, just just knowing, like, oh, I know this, this person is going to get really excited by this card, and this person is going to get really excited by that card. And, like, having, like, a, a, the next years of the stuff just earmarked where I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait till this card gets previewed because I know, you know, Cranny is going to completely go bonkers over this or knowing, <laughs> like, oh, man, mm-hmm. Joey's going to love these kind of things. And, you know, Ruben is definitely going to make fun of this card's name. There's things like that. that <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I want to comment on it a little bit because, you know, aside from probably Joey, who I think probably didn't know Sam as much, but me and Ruben have, been, have known Sam for a very long time, like over 10 years. I mean, yeah. the guy was in my freaking wedding. And <laughs> it, it, like, really changed our relationship on how, like, Sam and I communicated because we would talk every day and, you know, someone was being an idiot, say, yeah, this person's an idiot, you know, this, this deck sucks or, you know, this, this deck's really cool or I, I love this. And now it's like sort of, it's changed like the communication, like a lot, like the, the focus is away from magic content. Um, and, you know, in a pretty big way, like now it's like 99% not magic content, 1% magic content because the magic content we can talk about is basically me just talking and Sam <laughs> just going like dot, 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 dot. Like he can't say anything. Right. Right. Um, so, Sam, like, have there been any, like, profound moments where, like, you know, you thought it was going to be one way coming in, but now, like, you've seen you've seen the inside, like, you've, you've seen out, like, two or three years, like, how has it changed your perspective on the game of Magic? Like, you know, obviously without getting into sort of, like, the mission statement of, you know, future of yeah. Magic, like, how has it changed, like, the idea of, like, the game or playing the game? Like, has it changed much? Like, are you still getting out and, you know, like cubing or drafting or, you know, going up to Card Kingdom and going to Cafe Mox? Or are you kind of like, man, I'm so worried that I'm going to, you know, like talk about a card that hasn't come out in two years. Like, are you kind of like in this little 
this little fragile state and you're at yeah. home. Like, I mean, it, it takes, so it takes a little while to get, to get used to being like, Oh yeah. Like when I'm at work, we're talking about all this stuff. And then, you know, you come home and you're like, okay, now I can't talk. Like we, if there, we had like a, a year and a half delayed Twitter feed of just like quotes from the pit. That'd be really awesome because like, you know, it's, <laughs> you can't like quote stuff. Cause you're like, there's all these things that happen and everyone laughs. We have these, you know, funny, you know, moments and stuff. And it's like, yep, we certainly can't mention that because it talks about cards. Right. It talks about these things that would be like, you know, it's like either a, a people wouldn't get it or B it's like, oh yeah. I mean, you could imagine, um, you know, like a year and a half ago, there, there no one could be like, oh yeah, making jokes about Shocklands or something. Cause it's like, oh yeah, they're going to figure out that, you know, we can't let anybody know that we're returning to Ravnica, you know. So just, right. just Do you have people like waiting outside your house, like in a in a unmarked van, <laughs> waiting for you to like no. talk to, to to Nagel and like you know like mess up something and talk about you know Tarmogoyf two or something, you know? <laughs> no, 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 none of that. It's, it's not nearly that crazy, but you know, you just you just learn over time what to what to say and what not to say, and like when people are talking about stuff and like, you know, I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. Like, Oh man, they don't know that this other card is coming out, especially during the preview season. There's a lot of just talk about like, you know, boy, I wish that, you know, why don't, why doesn't, um, wizards ever make cards like this? And it's just like, wait, wait a week. week. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, come on. Yeah. So one of the things like when I, I joined this podcast, I was coming into it as a listener, and you know, I, I had listened actually since the beginning. Uh, In Contention was always one of my favorite shows. In fact, I would save it for when I had to cut the lawn because I hate cutting the lawn. And if I had a <laughs> cool podcast to listen to, it made it so much better. But uh, so you know, I I would listen to get the opinions of you three guys, and uh, you know, of new sets coming out. You know, since you've entered Wizards, M13 has come out, and we've got Return to Ravnica, of course, is everybody's you know favorite thing right now, uh, which is awesome because Return to Ravnica is excellent. And when you, by the time you got to Wizards, both of those sets were in the books. Like, they were they were done. You you couldn't have any effect on them. That's correct, right? Right. Okay, so in an alternate universe where Sam Stoddard d- did not uh, go into to work for Wizards, uh, kind of what were your initial opinions of both of these two sets kind of even though you had you were looking at them all at once when you started at wizards what were your opinions on the sets as if uh as if you had just been on the podcast what what kind of things were you thinking about both of these uh Man. these releases i mean i was excited about both of them um the thing the big the big thing that i noticed that was really exciting about um m13 were all the creatures that check land types Right, but it's like I, you know, you know, I, I got them, you know, at the same time that I got all the uh, shocklands. So I'm just like, oh man, can't wait to right. play this card and this card. And I started, you know, building decks with them right away. Um, and ter- return to Ravnica, I think the card that I was the most enamored with from day one was Epic Experiment. Uh, you know, and and certainly I've I've loved watching people um, brew up Epic Experiment decks. All I want to do is Epic Experiment for like 15. That like that's. My life will be complete if I can just do this thing, you know. And, and so that we was. A, we had a player in New Orleans who's epic experimenting in Legacy for like thirty in their High Tide deck. Oh my well, god! Yes, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> that does seem like that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, the, the, but the, yeah, the stuff like those. Oh man, that does just seem really awesome. But I've certainly seen <laughs> a, a lot of people have built really cool epic experiment decks. So it's cool to see, you know. It, Watching people on the outside have the similar reaction to cards. You know, just watch, you know, you get to see people who really enjoy magic and, you know, you, you release a, a product that people just love and just all these cards that, you know, we put a lot of time and work and effort into and watch people like having a lot of fun with the cards is really, really rewarding. That's awesome. So Sam, you mentioned Epic Experiment and, you know, having drafted thousands of times with you over the years, when we used to do draft for the rares, the the rule of thumb that I've heard Sam say a hundred times that I've adopted over the years is that if you don't have a uh, money card that's worth taking, like something that's worth money, always take the weird card. Like always take the epic experiment of the pile, even if it doesn't just have any case. interactions, just in case. And so, like that being said, like I could, I, I'm like not at all surprised that you are excited about epic experiment that. You you know that that was like one of the cards that you honed in on at Ravnica because it's a huge it's a huge effect and it's very much your 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 style. So along that same line, 
um, as you're inside, and you, I don't know how much you can get into this, as you're doing FFL or even as you're working with other designers and developers, does each color or play style have a champion on the inside? Like, it, you know, like you, I could definitely see be a, uh, an advocate for like weird, quirky combos. Like you, you have always been somebody to find the interactions in my cubes before anybody else. You know, and I was like, oh, all right, that's, that's getting banned. That's getting banned. That's getting banned. You know, because you helped me find the imbalances. You exploited rules when, I, you know, we didn't know that those rules were there because you've been playing so long. Um, so are there people like you on the inside that, you know, hey, you know, this guy's the control guy. This guy's the aggro guy. Um, I think there are certainly people that are better at building each, you know, different kinds of decks. Um, and there are people who are more sort of in tune with what aggro needs or what control needs or what, you know, um, ramp needs, mid-range, combo, whatever. I don't think there's – there really isn't somebody who, you know, whose job it is to be like, all right, we, we got to make sure that, you know, X deck is super powerful because that, you know, that, that wouldn't work out very well because, like, that if, yeah, that, that was not like a productive thing to just have one person whose job it is to just be like, okay, I'm just going to try and jam all the aggro cards in and someone else is trying to jam all the, you know, mid-range cards and someone else is trying to jam all the controlled I, cards in. I but guess like, so maybe is there more like a, you know, like we look at guys like Paul Reitzel and Patrick Sullivan and, you know, like they're, they're very much, you know, if you want to talk about aggro decks, you go talk to those guys. If you want to talk about, you know, limited play, you talk to these players. You want to talk about older formats, you talk to these guys. Like, is there is there that sort of dichotomy on the inside that, you know, I didn't mean yeah. like that, that they would, you said, oh, we're going to print a wild Nakata. Well, you need to talk to Ken Nagel, you know, um, right. more more like your uh, your personality type, like Spikes, Johnny's, those guys. Yeah, I mean, definitely there are people who are, who fit those roles much more heavily, and there's and part of it just is that when they build FFL decks, they tend to sort of skew towards those. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, do tend to skew towards more of the aggro decks and the, you know, weird combo decks just because that's what I, you know, that, that, those are the decks that I enjoy the most. And so those just tend to be the decks that I am most likely to build. Um, and and certainly, you know, we, we try and make sure that all kinds of, the, of decks are represented. Mm-hmm. For me... I was thinking, is there someone like me in there that that is saying, hey, you know, why are we printing Cavern of Souls? Counterspells are awful. <laughs> why are we, uh, you know, somebody who, for me, obviously likes blue and likes wants to play counterspells and wants to play draw spells. And you see, you know, articles from Zach Hill where he's like, here's Cavern of Souls and we're taking away Mana Leak. And I'm like, where's the guy inside going, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, and... Uh, I don't think we were were referring to someone whose job it was, but are are there people on the inside who kind of just have a tendency to defend a certain color's uh, rights? And I rights is <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, do, but I think I think because it seems the way the game has moved in recent years is more to the board and less on the stack. And uh, you know, there are a lot of players that have complained, at least that I've seen about. Yeah, the 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 way counter spells in general have been moving, and the way the game has been so much centered on the board, and I'm just wondering, is there someone in there going, well, let's make, let's let's kind of champion blue, I guess, and that's just my example. I mean, I think that we have a general, like you know, we're we're looking at it at a much more um, high, you know, I don't want to say high level, but kind of a pulled back a bit. Okay, and so there are a lot of you know, wheels within wheels, and we're working on multiple sets at once. And so, you know, we, I don't know. We, we, we're, we're looking at it differently uh-huh. um, a lot of times of being able to see, you know, um, why it's important that we have a card like Cavern of Souls in the format. Like, you know, what, what this card does. And um, we try to make sure that aggro, mid-range, control, that there are some options for combo and stuff, that those all exist within any given standard environment. Do you miss competitive play? A lot. <laughs> is that, is the, that like the toughest part? That is the toughest part. The, it was really awesome to play in the community cup because it was, uh, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, I love, I love playing Magic, and I love, you know, yeah, I, I got to play a lot of Magic, I got to play a lot of Magic, uh, a lot of limited, a lot of constructed at work. But there is something different about 
you know, competitive magic about going to a tournament that I don't get to do very often. And so like at the community cup, having a tournament to play in was really, really awesome. Uh, and it's something nice. that hopefully I'll be able to do more of in the, the future as like, I'm able to like, you know, card kingdom does do, um, some unsanctioned stuff every once in a while. And I have been to card kingdom a whole lot because, um, Seattle, it's like card kingdom is like 40 minutes from where I live or something. But I am trying to, to get up there more often just so I can play in some of these unsanctioned events and really uh, get my, you know, my, my itch for competitive play out. How different is the Future Future League compared to sort of what plays out, um, you know, the Star City Circuit or Grand Prix or even at, at the FNM level? Um, I would say that the Future Future League is fairly accurate on cards and less accurate on decks. I think that, like, you know, I, overall, the decks that we are playing are, for the most part, we, we roll, but I can see we're playing back then are, are fairly representative of the, of the decks that we see today. Of course, the big difference is that uh, when you get a set, it's not malleable. Right. So, um, you know, if you've, we, we write articles about the Future Future League every now and then and uh, get criticism over certain decks that we're playing about how can you guys play that deck? And it was like, oh, we were playing a deck because um, there was a card that you guys never saw. Sure. <laughs> or like X card cost one less mana. Or, you yeah. know, like this had a different effect. And so, well, you know, why was everyone playing Burning Vengeance decks? Because when we were playing Burning Vengeance decks, they were much stronger. Like, okay, so that's sure. a great example, Sam. You know, Burning Vengeance. Is there is there a card... Or, or, or by a simple yes or no, are there cards that you saw in Future Future League that dominated, um, you know, in, in a in a format that we aren't playing at all? Um, none that I can think of. Um, I'm sure there are cards that are the cards that we thought would see a lot of play are not necessarily the cards that are seeing a lot of play. Sure, sure. Like certainly, um, part of it is that you know when we're working on these things, what we're trying to do is make sure that all these different decks exist and some of it is just metagame. Like, you know, you know, everyone's playing decks that are designed to beat these very aggro decks and you're not going to see the cards that are in those aggro decks. But I think that overall the, the makeup of standard is, uh, it's different than what we, than what we uh, were playing with, but not incredibly different. It's it just natural. And, you know, that's what we expect to have happen. One thing I, I wanted to, to bring up maybe, and I'm sure, Sam, you kind of touched on it by saying you wish there were a delayed Twitter feed for things overheard in the pit. And uh, <laughs> kind of like along those same lines, it almost feels like couldn't someone on the inside write an article for, you know, the current state of future future league and then just not release it until all those cards are, are ready, kind of like putting could, it in a time capsule or something. Well, you could treat it like they do whiskey. Where like they age them in barrels, and then like after 13 <laughs> years, you've got a full rotation where you could just take one out a day, and it's no big deal because you're on you're on a full rotation. That's what they should do with FFL. Yeah, there yeah you go. it doesn't it doesn't quite work like that. I mean, because like you could write it, but then you'd have to wait until like essentially the cards are sent to the printer. Because what if you write it and then something you know there's a late change or mm, something gets pulled? Sure, sure. We could just have redacted <laughs> documentation. So just do the article, and then anytime a card is there that it wasn't printed, just, just redact it. And so it'll look like a government document. Be insane. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That, that might work. <laughs> so you're, you're on the inside now. We're, we're still out here in, in the wastelands trying to, trying to make our way in the world. What would you like? What do you want from, from the in contention podcast? What, like, have we gone in the direction that you want? Like, or do you, do you think that there's something that you can think of that we could add to the world? Sam, we want to be your mouthpiece. We want to be your <laughs> your gateway to, to the to the community. We want to What's be the, the Samstad Transformer. That's right. The three we want of us to, uh, Yeah. So tell tell us uh, what, what I mean. I assume you've been pick, keeping up with the podcast a little bit. Like, or more, yeah. how about how about even in uh, um, coverage in general? What what suggestions do you have? Um, I don't know that I have any good suggestions for coverage in general. I mean, I think that, uh, I'm, I'm really happy with how coverage in general is going. Mm -hmm. Um, but in, in terms of, you know, your podcast, I think everything is, you know, I, I'm really happy with it. I'm, you know, just keep on keeping on and I'm glad you guys are keeping up doing it. Nice. So Sam, um, you know, 
we are really appreciative for having you on. Of course, we all miss you um, in the, you know, a bunch of the listeners and feedback from the last show is that they listened when you were on the show, you still have people that, uh, that follow your work and uh, want you want to see you succeed at wizards of the coast. Do you have anything to say to any of the listeners out there as far as, you know, the the state of Sam? (laughs) Well, I'm uh, very glad to be where I am. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just really glad to be where I am. Uh, really happy that everyone who listened helped me, you know, helped me get there and that you guys helped me get there as well. And I hope that everyone just continues to enjoy magic as much as I do. Fantastic. Well, uh, Sam, thank you very much for joining us. Um, we have a, a couple things that we want to talk about before we wrap up here um, quickly. The uh, StarCityGames.com is launching a new website. I'm sure you may have heard that. And uh, you can check that out at beta.starcitygames.com. Um, they're rolling out a bunch of new stuff, so they have a nice infographic talking about what they're going to be doing over the next six months. And that's definitely something that uh, we all at the, po- at the podcast um, care about because the uh, StarCityGames.com has been gracious enough to host us uh, for almost 20 episodes now, and we're very appreciative of that. So, you know, a big thank you to Caitlin Lindbergh, Lauren Lee, Evan Irwin, um, and all the rest of the people at StarCityGames.com that help us to put out good content, um, give us open series uh, events worth commentating on um, or being commentators on. Um, and, of course, you know, the people at Watsi, you know, we we wouldn't even be sitting here, you know, right now if we didn't have a game that was worth talking about, something that, that we love so much that we're able to all sort of connect on in all different walks of life. Um, and that includes all the, the, uh, the listeners of the show. You know, we, we wouldn't be sitting here unless you guys wanted to listen to us uh, blab about magic. So um, that said, some of the topics that you guys suggested, some of the segments and, and things that you that you discussed in the comments, I'm, I'm putting those in a spreadsheet. And uh, if we do end up getting to those in, in some future episode, we'll hopefully be able to shout you out. But, um, again, really appreciate you guys listening. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. And thank you, Sam. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Nice talking with you. Absolutely. Sam, good, I good think... to hear your voice again, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Sam, I think you should uh, I think you should see us out, buddy. All right. Well, until next week, uh, you all are in contention.